Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. He is good. He's better than Campbell's suit good. He's awesome and mighty. He woke us up this morning. He blessed us to come this way. We had arms to move and we had eyes to see and we got feet to walk and we got food to eat and car to drive and people to love. Praise him. Somebody ought to give God some praise in this place. The Lord is good and how we bless him. Father God, we thank you for all that you are. You're the great God above all gods. There's no God like you. Thank you for our Savior, the Lord Jesus. Thank you for the indwelling presence of thy spirit. And Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise. For you're so good, O oh God, that you touched us and caused us to come this way. And Father, we thank you for all that you are and all that you're going to do and all that you're doing and all that you're doing, even right now, as you're blessing us as we come to worship you in this thy word. Oh, God, we bless you. We praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Bless thou, God, this thy word, and bless this your servant. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people and bless them. One may be here that don't know you as a Savior. Bless them today that they may come to know you. Bless their God that one that does know you. For perhaps things have gotten tough and rough, and, but God, they need you. Encourage them today. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, O oh God, for your promise. You said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So you're with us even now. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Thank you, Father. And all said amen and amen. Yes, he's definitely good. We pray that God will bless our hearts through the word of God this morning. If you'd be so kind to turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. We want to do that, but we'll focus on chapters 5, verse 17 and 18. So if you'd be so kind to turn in your Bibles or your electronic devices to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, and those of you that have your written Bible, please turn. If you don't have your Bible and you're sitting behind somebody, just tell them I just want to look on the word. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. If you're there, let me know by saying amen. 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 Scripture says in Second Corinthians 5 and on, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, 
be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. You may take your, take your seats in the presence of the Lord. This morning, we want to use this topic or this title to help us to understand and to prepare ourselves, if we have not, about reconciliation. Changed from who I was to what I am. Changed from who I was to what I am. The focus of Paul's second letter to the Corinthian Christians was reconciliation. And reconciliation means a change of relationship from bitterness to peace. It is a process by which God and man are brought together again. But it is God who initiates the process through us in our Savior, the Lord Jesus. The Bible teaches that God and man are alienated. We are separated. We have become enemies of God. I'm not talking about those that are already saved. I'm talking about all the people in this world who don't know Jesus as Savior. They are an enemy of God. Before you all got saved, you were an enemy of God. So what did God do? He used by the Spirit of God, the Word of God, to bring people together and reconcile them together by the blood of Jesus. Through the sacrifice of Christ, man's sin is atoned. What that means is that Jesus went to the cross out at Calvary. He didn't just show up and went to go to the cross. It was already designed by the Father that he would come and become a human being in the way we see people, went to the cross, shed his precious blood so that we could be saved. Can I get an amen? Atone is, the, is this big word called propitiation. Jesus paid a sin debt that he didn't owe so that we could be saved and God's wrath against the enemies of God will be appeased. You, you don't realize what I'm saying, that we were enemies of God and because of Jesus, he went to the cross, shed his precious blood, died on the cross so that he could appease the wrath of the Father against sin. And we ought to praise him for that if you're saved today. Because without that, we would not be saved. We'll be on the fast track to hell. Amen. Through the sacrifice of our Savior, man's sin is atoned for, and God's wrath is appeased. Thus, a relationship of hostility and alienation is changed into one of peace and fellowship. Now, let me go back a little bit. When we talk about hostility... Think about this, my friends. The world is, in, is hostile to God. You that are saved know this by some examples that you may have experienced. Whenever you're at work or you're among a mixed crowd of saved folk and unsaved folk, and you begin to talk about God, it gets quiet. But when you talk about Jesus, y'all better get back into your stand because that's what they look like. They ain't trying to hear nothing about no Jesus. They may forgive you for talking about God, but not Jesus. Hostility, 
Alienation is separation. If you're not saved today, you are separated from God. And some people think that, well, because I'll go to the church house and then that'll make God happy with me. No, that will not happen. He wants you to come, yes, but he ain't happy until you come to know his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you are part of the family of God. Dear friends, I just want to go to one verse and share with you. In 19, it says, that is, that God was in Christ, the fathers in his son, who died on the cross, and what he was doing was reconciling. He could only do that through his son who gave his life as a ransom for all of us. And so he did that, and that's what that means, meaning the, the word cons- uh, uh, reconciliation has been entrusted to us to tell all people that God wants to restore them to a relationship with Himself. What that really means is tell all your friends, all your enemies, and all them other people that you know about Jesus Christ. It's to let them know that Christ lives. Let them know, many people say, well, I'm going to let you know about my witness. Well, well, good, think about this. Now, y'all going to dinner, right, after church. Somebody say amen. Now, you're going to go to one of these restaurants, and you're going to order your food. I mean, you're hungry, too. And then they, they, they don't break your food out on time. You begin to get an attitude. You're supposed to be saved. Amen. And as you get this attitude, you know, you kind of patting your hand and moving your feet and just, just restless. And then they finally bring you the food. It's cold. And it's the wrong order. Y'all with me? Oh, you, you fit to be tied. What kind of witness are you going to give as you bless out the waiter? Howling scream. Say a few bad words that you can't say in church. (laughs) That ain't reconciling nobody to God. You playing right into the hands of the devil. You see what needs to happen? Yeah, you can get mad. Ain't nothing wrong with that getting a little upset. But see, I will not do that and tell them to take it back and give me something else because I don't know what they're going to do at the back. So I'm going to put my Jesus face on. I complained a little bit. Bless you. Thank y'all so much. I, I know you guys are so busy. Could you kind of remake this for me? And I, I really do appreciate that. Then I get my food and eat and everything's good. And then I leave them a nice little tip. Bless y'all. Oh, I might not say anything, but it's not your fault. It's okay. It's all good. Of course, I may be hotter than fish grease, but praise the Lord. <laughs> I want my witness to be for the Lord. So we got to be on guard all the time if you're a child of God. When you're trying to tell somebody about the goodness of God, it'll be one of those people that in the restaurant that you acted a fool, and they go like, oh, I don't want no God like that. You'd be like the movie, I can do bad by myself. So I just want to kind of get you warmed up. Let me ask you this. Who were you before you placed your faith in Jesus Christ? What, what I mean to say is, what kind of life did you live and what type of person were you before you trusted Christ for salvation? If you're unsure about what type of person you were, the Apostle Paul shares a list from which you may choose from. 
He says in 2 Timothy 3, uh, 3 uh, verses 2 through 5, listen, this is his list. And let's see if yours is in this list. Lovers of yourselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors and headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Well, if, if what you were is not in this list, feel free to add your own. And when we take a look back over our lives, seeing who we were and whom we have become, it should make us shudder and, and fear with fear and trembling. If we had died in our sins, we would have been eternally lost. So God devised a plan in his omniscience and says, listen, I'm going to come and reconcile all people unto myself. And we ought to praise God. Thank you, sis, for saying that. Some of y'all don't want to talk. Y'all talk more in the movie than you talk at church. If it's right, say amen. I don't, we, we're not Quakers. We're not some of them religions where you, you can't say Amen. We want you to talk. We want you to say what God is doing. It testifies to who you are. I'm in Jesus. I love the Lord. If folks don't like it, that's just too bad. I still love the Lord. Now, friend, listen. On the other hand, we should break out in praise and thanksgiving to God for his mercy and his grace. We talk about mercy all the time. We talk about grace all the time. But my friend, we got to live it. You just can't talk about it. You can't just talk about it. You ought to be about it. Can I get a witness up in here? Because of his mercy. That's, he gave us something that we, we absolutely deserve. We didn't deserve his mercy. We, did, we deserve punishment. But he had mercy. But not only that, he had grace. He gave us grace. And so when we undergo the self-examination of our previous life, compared with the expectation of our new life in Christ, it should cause us to serve the Lord without reservation or hesitation because we have changed from who I was to what I am. We're still doing it. It's not that we're complete yet. I have changed from being somebody out there to who I am in here with the Lord. And not just in here, it's in me every day. You got to walk. Listen, being a Christian is not just for seven days. It's not just for Sunday. Sunday is a warm-up. Sunday is getting ready for what's going to be happening today and tomorrow. People need to see Christ in us. They need to see Jesus in us. They need to see humility in us. They need to see that we are calm in us. Though you may be on fire on the inside, but on the outside you throw peace and loving and kindness. When people treat you bad, you don't have to cuss them out. Say, Lord, help them. And Lord, while you're helping them, help me. We're only human. People need to see the love of God in us. We got to start in the house. Somebody said that, that charity begins at home. Charity is a word for love. So love ought to start in this house. We ought to love each other like God said, to love each other. In spite of what they may say. In spite of what they may do. We ought to love one another like God says. And other people who don't know Jesus, they begin to wonder, well, who are you? 
Some of you had the experience and you had some issues and you began to have that Christ-likeness in you and you began to talk to the opponent like they were real people and you weren't blessing them out. And somebody on the side of you got to your next later on and says, uh, 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 what church do you go to? <laughs> oh, you ought to be ready. Roll up your sleeves, girl. Hold on. Let me holler at you. It's not so much the church, but it's who I serve. It's who is my Lord, who is my God. As we unpack these verses, the Apostle Paul begins with therefore in verse 17. And therefore reminds us to look at what happened before. In other words, if it's at 17, I need to go back to 14, 15, and 16. So I'll leave out 16 and go to 14 and 15. For the love of Christ compels us. The love of Christ in us forces us and coerces us. He requires us. Are y'all listening? It's just not some words in, in, in the Bible. God wants us to, to, to live it. When things are not going your way, live love. When folk bless you out because you love Jesus, live the word. As a child of God, sometimes the worst happens on the inside of the body. I'm not talking about folk on the outside of the church. I'm talking about y'all in the church. Sometimes we walk in the church like we belong to the devil. Love of Christ. What do I mean by his love? His love because he loved us in spite of us. He loved us when we were wrong. He loved us even when we were still wrong. He loved us so much that he gave his son that God Jesus could die for us and save us from our sins. He loves us when we're trying to grow in our faith, making all kinds of mistakes. But God loves us when we come before him and says, Lord, forgive me of my sins. God loves us when people destroy us or deeper people try to mess us up. But, but he still loves us when we make the mistake and begin to talk like the world. God said, I still love you. And those of you that don't know Christ today, he loves you even right now. He loves you when you don't want to speak of him. He loves you when you don't want to talk about him. He loves you when you defy him. He loves you any kind of way. He'll love you even to the point of death, and he still loves you. Love doesn't necessarily mean kissy, kissy, huggy, huggy, and you're going to be all right. Love means you better get your act together. We tell our children, I love you, and you don't spank them because they just said, don't touch the hot iron, and they touch it, and they cry out, and they, they look at you like you crazy. <laughs> but you love them because you don't want them to get hurt. Paul writes in 15, and he died, talking about Jesus. He died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves. He's talking about sinners. He's talking about us who are saved. Some of us who are saved live just like Scripture says, that he died for them who, 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 whose life don't mirror him. He died for those who live, with, uh, live no longer for themselves. I don't live for myself. I live for Jesus. If you're saved today, you want to live for the Lord. Well, I'm not talking about you're perfect. No, no, no. Only Christ is perfect. But we live for the Lord. Sometimes you don't want to serve God. Can I get a witness? 
sometimes it just feels like I'm tired and I'm sick and tired of being tired. And you say, well, I'm not going to go to church today, but I think I need my rest. Let me tell you something, my friend, that Sunday is your day of rest. Come on and let's praise him anyhow. Come on and leave all that other stuff beside don't worry about what's on the TV. Don't worry about your friends and people visiting. Tell them I'm going to the house of the Lord. When I get into the house, I'm going to praise him. When I get into the house, I'm going to sing to him. When I get into the house, I'm going to dance like David dances. When I get into the house, I'm going to praise him anyhow. Can I get a witness? And when you come, you begin to feel better. When you walk through the doors of the sanctuary, something strange begin to happen to you. You kind of feel warm all over. And you begin to be friendlier than you used to be. And you begin to walk in and say, praise him in the morning. Praise him at lunchtime. Praise him in the evening. Praise him when I go to bed. Praise him, though he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, praise his name. You've moved now. You've changed from who you were to who you are in Jesus. Trouble, as I would say. And don't you do it, Alex. Trouble don't last always. (laughs) Praise his name. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Can I get a witness? Jesus died for all of us so that we might be reconciled to the Father. Beloved, if you have been born again by the precious blood of the Lamb, if you have been born again by the finished work of Christ on the cross at Calvary, you are obligated by love to serve the Lord in your new condition. Serve him when you don't want to. Serve him when you don't feel like it. Serve him when you just don't have that thing. Serve him because you know how good he's been to you. Serve him because you got clothes on your back. Serve him because you got a little coin in your pocket. Serve him when you're broke, busted, and disgusted and can't be trusted. Serve him anyhow. We ought to give God some praise. My friends, since we have been forgiven of our sins and have within us the new life Jesus speaks of, we must not, we must not serve sin. The Apostle Paul says the following words in Rome, to the Roman Christians and to us from Romans 6, 1 to 2 and 6 and 8. What shall we say then? And that's because what we are saying, well, we can do this. No, no, no. What shall we do? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? No, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Knowing this, that our old man, that's old nature, was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died, talking about us, he who has died has been freed from sin. And finally, in verse 8, and now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. You, you, my friends, you and I have been changed from whom we were to what we are right now. 
So let's return to our text in 17. Paul says, and if anyone, anyone is in Christ, it means you're born again. It don't mean you came to church. It means you're born again. If anyone is in Christ, listen, he or she is a new creation. Oh, we're going to talk about that. As a person trusts Christ as Lord and Savior of their life, the Holy Spirit gives them new life. It happens this way, according to Titus chapter 3, verse 5. And he says, not by works. Souls that have a works mentality, a works theology in terms of being saved. No, no, no. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. This new life, my friends, is not a life that is reformed, rehabilitated, or reeducated. The believer is recreated to live in this vital union with the Savior. At the point of conversion, believers are not merely turning over a new leaf. They are beginning a new life under a new master. They have moved from darkness of their sin to the warm light of righteousness in Christ. Therefore, it has changed from who I was to what I am. Not only that, we have become a new creation, something very wonderful and has already taken place in the life of a new believer. The old thing the Bible says have passed away. Listen, the old order of sin and death is gone. The selfishness and sinful nature is gone. The old way of thinking is gone and the supreme love of self is gone. The love of the world and the things of the world, the lust of the eyes and the lusts of the flesh and the pride of life is gone. Behold, all things have become new. We are new in Christ. You may look the same to your neighbor, but you're new on the inside. You may still trying to get your, get your due done. You're still the same on the inside. I may have shaved, it don't matter. I may have a beard, don't matter. I'm changed on the inside. And let me tell you something, what God will do God will have people look at you and they'll tell you you're not the same. But you say, yes, I am. They say, no, you're not. You got a whole new walk. You got a whole new talk. You got a whole new move. I'm telling you that you ain't the same. So he says again, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, have you made the change from the old to the new. Some of you thought you made the change, but something happened. You had a short circuit, and it didn't quite take place. And now you're feeling discouraged, and you say, well, I just want to give up. Don't give up, my friends. Come on to the cross. Somebody said, go to the cross and begin to tell Jesus all about it. And you see, people will tell you any old thing, but when you go to the Lord, the Lord's going to tell you the truth. And when you go to the Lord, says, Lord, I just messed up. I don't know. I, I'm discouraged. But I'm here to tell you that God want to reconcile you. He want to bring you back together. He don't want to destroy you. He wants you to come back. And when we come back, he began to do great things in your life. You see, if you don't know it, why not? It is clear from Scripture that God has done all that is necessary to reconcile, to bring back to himself, you and me, all of us. Some of us are saved. 
And we know we're saved, but we live too much in the world. We follow too much of the world's philosophy. We have to be different because Christ came into our lives and changed us. Begin to take note of yourself, how you used to be before Jesus. And think of yourself now. And you begin to feel like, well, I'm alone. No, you're not. We're all in this boat. But I'm here to tell you that you can change. He has cleared the path of destruction to deliverance through Jesus Christ the Lord. Do you want to be delivered? We are worried about what somebody's going to say. My friends, eternity is too long for you to say, I made a mistake. Hell is too hot for anybody to go there. Maybe some of y'all don't believe that, but I'm telling you what the word says. But you see, when Christ comes into your life, there's a change. And you're afraid? Yes, some of us are afraid. Afraid you're going to lose friends. You didn't need them anyway. Because they're going to keep you right where you are. But when you get saved, there's something that happens. You got a whole new life. You got some new friends. You got a new God. You, you got a new chef look. You got a new outlook and a new uplook. And you feel the power of God working in your life every day. And as he began to lead you and bless you, you become more and more like the Lord. But for you that don't know him today, if you've never trusted Christ, you never said and given up and talked to the Lord, then you are out. If you never trusted him, I want you to do it today. I don't want you to do it. God wants you to do it. For he is reconciling you. He's separate. We are separated. He wants you to come back. People look at God as if he's some old codger up in the sky with a handful of arrows. And when we're bad, we throw arrows at us. Some folk believe that kind of nonsense. But my God. My God. Is awesome. Brother Aaron sang the song, How Good God Is. You know, when we mess up, God is still good. When we don't want to listen to him, God is still good. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.